0: And then we left, and I really wasn't sure we had accomplished anything at all. And then I got this lovely email, maybe just a day or two ago now, from the representative who I had thought was listening the least. She Mm. took zero notes and just kind of, I thought, was giving me a blank Uh, stare that if I were a teacher and she were my student, I would think I'm calling her for extra help Uh kind of thing. And she emailed me back and said, you know, uh, Representative Kennedy has just co-sponsored the BEST Act.
1: You're listening to Speaking of Language, a podcast recorded at the Language Resource Center at Cornell University. Each week, we explore a topic related to language pedagogy and second language acquisition. This week on Speaking of Language.
2: Angelica interviews some fellow attendees of Language Advocacy Day in Washington, D.C. We learn what LAD is all about why it is so important to advocate for languages on the Hill, and how these colleagues share what they learned back in their schools and districts.
3: Welcome to a new episode of Speaking of Language. I'm Angelica Kramer, the director of the Language Resource Center at Cornell University.
2: And I'm Sam Lupowitz, the LRC's media manager. Angelica attended Language Advocacy Day in Washington, D.C. earlier this month.
3: I had a chance to revisit the events of the day with some colleagues at the recent Northeast Conference on the Teaching of Foreign Languages.
2: And here they are.
3: <laughs> dun dun dun.
4: Uh, my name is Trey Calvin. I currently work at the Joint National Committee for Languages and the National Council for Languages and International Studies mm-hmm. as their managing director. Uh, I.
3: You do amazing work.
4: Thank you. I. We try to. We. You know. Our mission is to connect the the folks that are on Capitol Hill and make decisions with the folks who are the experts in the field. Mm-hmm. So teachers, interpreters, translators even business owners, uh, freelancers, um, those who are experiencing any sort of challenge uh, can contact us and we can reach out to their representatives to see if there's some sort of remedy.
3: Yeah. Well, and so just recently um, your office put on the Language Advocacy Day, Mm -hmm. which is an annual event that has been going for many years?
4: Uh, Yes. Quite quite a few, few. right? Yeah.
3: So, can you, can you tell me more about what is Language Advocacy Day and
4: why is it important? Uh, language Advocacy Day is a meeting, uh, a national meeting, uh, during which about 200 language advocates from mm-hmm. across the United States come to Washington, D.C. to simply ask for things in Congress. Yeah. Uh, our role at JNCL Nicholas is to provide those attendees with the training that they need in order to talk about what we're going to mm-hmm. ask for. And we also include trainings about the logistics. Uh, if you've ever been to the Rayburn House Office Building, you mm-hmm. need to bring uh, breadcrumbs to yeah. find your way back out. Uh, <laughs> so part of what we do is the logistics, we do the scheduling, yeah. and uh, we do the policy and legislative asks.
3: Mm-hmm. It was a fantastic experience for me this first time around. Really fascinating to see kind of how everything works behind the scenes. and. I never realized how much how much work you would put in to set up all these meetings with all these congressional staffers. So,
4: I, I can't take full credit for
3: it. <laughs> you uh, should, you should. We,
4: we definitely have <laughs> to um, be due justice with our time. Uh, shout out to Alyssa Rutkowski, who's mm-hmm. my deputy, and is uh, constantly, constantly working to schedule and reschedule yeah. up until literally...
5: Oh, yeah, the, uh, the day, day of, yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so, I remember in 2019, she was running around. She was her first advocacy day, and we were both running around, uh, grabbing people's schedules and, like, mm-hmm. recognizing people on the fly. and like, okay, actually, it's 15 minutes later now, and oh, you're meeting man. with Michael, not Colin, yeah, okay, yeah. and, like, writing in on yeah. their handwritten schedules. That's crazy. Um, so, yeah, it's fun. It's exciting. As as someone who works it every year, it is uh, It's really, really exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is so rewarding. As, yeah. as many things are exhausting, yep. right? They're yep. very rewarding. So,
3: And it is so important. So thank you again for everything that you and your office do.
4: Thank you very much. I will take that. Uh, <laughs> I will put it back on the advocates, though, and just say that, you know, we lay it out so that they can play it out. Yeah. You know, we, uh, we want to make sure that pe- pe- people are having a good time, mm-hmm. that it's exciting, and that there's a sense of co- collegiality. Yeah. Um, oh. And... and so that when people think about what they're going to do in February, sure. they're thinking of Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah.
3: I know where I will be in 2021. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> you see you there? Awesome. Thanks, Trey. Yeah. My name is Rebecca Blue Wolf. I'm a middle school French teacher in
0: Wellesley, Massachusetts, just outside of Boston. And this year I'm also ACTFL's Language Teacher of the Year.
3: woo Congratulations on that. Thank you. It's exciting. We actually met at Language Advocacy Day. What was your experience like?
0: I was a little scared going in because (laughs) my family culture around interacting with the government was very protest-oriented as a child. (laughs) So this idea of getting dressed up Mm -hmm. and going in with the script was sort of foreign to me. And even as I was doing it, I just you know, it's not a deep interaction with the person you're you're passing over this information. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of nervous about the lingo. Like Mm -hmm. I couldn't get the words out of which bill was which thing and who was the Senator and who was Uh a representative. So I was, I had a a high mental load just to do the task. So I think in the moment it wasn't really clear to me what was happening. Mm -hmm. It was to me, I have to say one of the most striking things about it was just the visual of entering these grand Mm -hmm. buildings First of all, so easily I, I was astonished yep, by the lack same of security. Here, right. <laughs> and then and you walk in and there's regional snacks and there's pictures uh-huh. from your home state. And these people are just paid to listen to what uh-huh. we want to tell them. I mean, so to me that was sort of profound. Yeah. And then we left and I really wasn't sure we had accomplished anything at all. <laughs> and then I got this lovely email maybe just a day or two ago now yeah. from the representative whom I had thought was listening the least. She mm. took zero notes. And just kind of, I thought was giving me a blank stare Uh, that if I were a teacher and she were my student, I would think I'm calling her for extra help Uh kind of thing. (laughs) And she emailed me back and said, you know, uh, Representative Kennedy has just co-sponsored the best act. No way. And it was like, I mean, this whole year is basically miracle upon miracle. Everything (laughs) is perfect and dreamy and ridiculous. And that just there's one more example. So that was really exciting. And then, of course, then I got a little like um, chutzpah dick, as we say. I'm now I want I was like, well, that's so great. That's why he should join the Language Caucus. Awesome, awesome. So I sort of got into that. I think once you start asking people to do things, sure. then you just get very comfortable doing that, and of it was a little so. bit easier, yep. so I could see how it would grow on someone, nice.
6: maybe awesome. even someone like me. Great. So I'm Jenny Delfini, and I teach Spanish to elementary kids in uh, New Paltz, New York, about an hour outside of New York City. I teach grades 3, 4, and 5. Mm-hmm. I'm the first vice president for NYSEFL, and as part of our duties in that executive track, that position goes to the JNCL Nicholas Advocacy
3: Day. Mm-hmm. And this is where we actually met just recently. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah, very true. So um, what does what does language advocacy in general mean to you? Why is this important? Well, before the JNCL Nicholas Day, I think
6: advocacy for myself and other teachers was more about advocating for your own personal program and mm-hmm. what happens to your kids and your town. Yeah. Um, I went to the assembly of it was the assembly of delegates but it was an uh-huh. assembly of advocates at the actual in dc oh, yeah. yeah. so i had sort of a test run mm-hmm. um, of advocacy day and what it's yeah. all about and so i was very excited because a lot of people that do this with the organizations do it for one year and that's it yeah. so my my nice felt new york colleagues who have done it said oh it was great but i only went once mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. i actually had the honor of being mm-hmm. able to have a repeat that's performance nice. yeah. to do it again that's and it's the way that JNCL does it with telling you the speaking points and what's going on and letting you practice, because it is an environment that a teacher's not used to. Sure. But then going in and speaking to the staffers who know what's going on um, in that education uh, field on the Hill and what's happening with legislation and being able to make headway with them. And even if it's maybe not someone who's going to see things the same way sure. you are. They're listening with a sympathetic ear, I think, yep. because you are constituents. I yeah. yep. So I think my view of advocacy changed hmm. because of the Hill mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. the bigger
3: picture yeah. of what's going on and yep. being able to talk to my colleagues in other states and other areas. Was there a specific ask this year that stood out to you as tremendously like important or just something that you would be sharing with your other colleagues to
6: Well, I think
3: the, that a lot of us talked, and the the um, best act,
6: mm-hmm. of bringing in the seal of biliteracy, was the most. Um, it was the one that most staffers were were saying that they had never heard of, or mm-hmm. they didn't know what that was. Yeah. And then, as we explained to them, they were really interested in mm-hmm. in having the ability to see a student as biliterate and bilingual, yeah. um, and having that very apparent yeah. um, on their high school diploma, and not realizing that. It, that it kind of doesn't happen already. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was really surprising to me, and that was the one that was probably the best received.
3: Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for the work that you do advocating for languages in the state of New York and beyond, and just keep it up. Thank you. I hope to see you again soon. Yeah, thanks, Jenny. Thanks. You know, I think you should be knighted. I think (laughs) Sir Keith...
1: I'm not sure about that.
3: Well, I mean, I don't know what, what it takes to be knighted, but I think Sir Keith just suits you.
1: Not sure about that. What? <laughs> <laughs> no.
3: Really, I can't convince you to become a sir? No. Well, if I was the queen, I would knight you. Okay. Let's leave it at that.
1: <laughs> I'm moving away from titles.
3: <laughs> Fair. That is, that's, that is good. That's the... So while you still have a title, who are you?
1: I am Keith Cothran. I'm the executive director of the American Association of Teachers of
3: German. A very important role and we are very glad to have you in this role and for all the work that you have been doing advocating specifically for German. So um, what has your experience at Language Advocacy Day been like over the last few years?
1: Well actually my first Language Advocacy Day was in the mid-90s.
3: Hmm.
1: Um, so I've been doing this for a while.
3: Mm-hmm. Just um, shy of two years, yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I, the exciting thing about that was I was the little high school teacher from mm-hmm. New Mexico. Yeah. And New Mexico never has a large delegation
3: yeah.
1: for the advocacy days, so I was all by myself.
3: Oh, my goodness. That's and scary.
1: I went up on the hill my first off uh, office wow. visit was in the Senate office of Pete Domenici, a mm-hmm. Republican from New Mexico. Mm-hmm. I was not excited about being in his office mm-hmm. um, and uh, was sitting there very nervously. Sure. And the door opened and I was greeted in German huh. um, with an, Ach du lieber, wer sitzt denn da? And it happened to be a former student of mine no who was the communications director for the senator. Oh, wow. Who had arranged for me to meet with the senator, just yeah. me, the senator, and him.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and we had a great conversation. He had just returned from Russia mm-hmm. and uh, turned out to be a super advocate for language education. Wow. Um, yeah. So that mm-hmm. sort of set my tone for Never know what you're going to expect,
3: yeah, very true. <laughs>
1: and uh, since that time, going up to the hill, meeting with staffers, meeting with uh, senators and uh, congressmen has been a really super experience yeah um, and you know we always have something that we want um, and sure. that is for language education to be on the
5: forefront yeah, yeah.
1: and uh, we still have a long road to go,
5: yeah. And
1: that's, that's the unfortunate thing. That, but it's something that we can't give up. Yep. It's important work. It's really important work. And if we're not doing it, nobody's mm-hmm. going to do it. Yep. As language educators, we want to be a part of the conversation and education in the United States. Yep. We have to speak up. Yep. And it means that we go up to the Hill. We follow up and we do the work we need to do. Yep. And if you can't go to a language advocacy days you can be an advocate from your very own home Hmm. by making a phone call to your local congressman's office to the senate offices uh there are several asks they're available on jncl's uh, website Mm -hmm. and i would encourage everybody listening to pick up the phone make some phone calls and ask for support for this legislation as well as asking their congressman to become a member of uh, the caucus, yes, language, yeah. uh, uh, the language caucus that has yeah. recently developed.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can only second that. Call in. That's what we need you to do. Advocate.
1: Absolutely. Call today.
3: Yeah. Awesome. Well, Keith, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and for all the work that you do.
1: It's a great pleasure to be here.
3: Okie dokie, who are you? My name is Meredith White. And you do what? Do
5: um, all the things. Too many things. Uh, <laughs> but mostly teach Spanish one and two, just outside of Atlanta. Okay, mm-hmm. awesome. And yep. we
3: saw each other just recently at Language Advocacy Day yes. in
5: Washington, D.C. One D. week C. ago.
3: Mm-hmm. How was that? What What, what went uh,
5: down? It was good. It's just, to me, it's so refreshing because I think in the ways that conferences can be so overwhelming, in a Uh good way, but if you let Uh them, then I, like, if I don't use any of the ideas and I don't classify ideas and I don't organize, then I have too many, um, and that's overwhelming, and then I don't do any of them, and Uh then I feel badly about myself. I think language Advocacy Day is like the best parts of a conference, but without the overwhelming bits. Mm. Like, you get to do, you're there for one reason. It's almost like you have one session to go to. Uh That is all, you know, and you get really concrete next steps and Mm they do it all for you I mean it's like a tour that someone else has organized here are your meetings here's who you're talking to Um, you just go and then you can actually focus on your talking points and the task and like all those kind of things so it's sort of you know they've curated the experience Mm -hmm. now it's on you to take advantage of it to talk to your you know lawmakers Mm -hmm. and and get out of it what you intend to
3: do you do anything like after the day itself, going back to your district, going mm-hmm. back to your colleagues, how do you share that out?
5: Yeah, so I share it with my um, department and like colleagues, and then I also share it with my administrators. Mm-hmm. And I'm very like purposeful in what we talked about, what happened, what my next steps are, and then I also follow up with who I visited with and I thank them mm-hmm. um, and also set up like a next meeting. So okay. if I know oh, that I'm going to be in Washington, yeah. D.C., it's like I'll be back. Uh-huh. Will you uh-huh. be here? Will yeah. you be home? Like yeah. what? Um, what are we doing there? And then same with the school visit. So like last year, for example, I got home, sent the thank you note, et cetera, and then followed up with an email. And my representative came to my school like two oh, months that's later. Awesome. Yeah, wow. and so got to see uh, Spanish for native speakers. Um, and what else? Like got to see each level oh, of cool. like two or three different uh-huh. languages. So like came into a one classroom, came into a level two, three, four, five and AP, yeah. and then native speakers. And so he's going to come back again this spring. I'm going to follow up, and so we'll probably do it again in April. And he wants to see DLI. So, oh, that's yeah. awesome. So while they're home, yeah, yeah you know, cool. I mean, they, they live where you live. So it's like, yeah, yeah come on over. Yeah. And yeah. if it kind of coincides with your planning, yeah. cool, come, and I'll take you around. Uh-huh. And, you know, yeah. let's actually hang out.
3: How would you convince a colleague to join you next year to attend hmm. this thing?
5: I think it would have to be, there would have to be some homework on the end of, like, okay, who is a representative? You know, it's uh-huh. like a little mini civics lesson. You're like, yeah, well, now I have right? to look up who I, who I need to care about. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and, you know, it's and what sometimes... Makes them tick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what makes yeah. them tick. And, yeah, absolutely. So I think, like, really getting invested, like, in your community. But I'm lucky I live in a place where not... Like, most of my colleagues, most of my colleagues live where we teach. Uh-huh. I don't live in the zone, Got but we it. live in the district. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and in the yeah. South, that's a little uh-huh. bit easier, I yeah. suppose, because sure. a county is a district. Mm-hmm. So if you live in the same county, poof, sure. you, you know, this should matter to you because mm-hmm. the representatives, you know, are from counties and so are the districts. Yeah. So that's a nice parallel. Um, so, yeah, getting someone, like, do you want to see what, you know, happens, like, where? what's the what are the bills going through right now mm-hmm, that have anything mm-hmm, to do with language? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're mad about whatever, whatever. Yeah. Well, here's where it originated. Exactly. You know, yeah. um, or do you want, do you want to know more about by literacy? Well, uh-huh. also let's look at, again, like where those things are originating from. What's the action being taken from other states? Like, yeah. more info is more info. Yeah, yeah, so hopefully they'd be interested in that, but yeah. to me it's, it affects so much of what we do, mm-hmm. not on, like, a day-to-day classroom level, but overall.
4: Yeah. You know, it's the appreciation. Oh, yeah.
5: We're the face of our program. They can't hate us. Yeah. They can hate the chemistry teacher. They can't hate us. Yeah. <laughs> because if they hate us, we don't have students taking German, yeah, yeah. French, Spanish. True. So what does that mean at a law level? Are we protected at all? Like, mm-hmm. has our community valued language learning and language teaching? Yeah. Well, if we're starting to get DLI programs, it seems like mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. if we're starting to get so many kids enrolled in the class that we need to hire an additional French teacher, which yeah. we just did. Then, awesome. Obviously, then that well, matters, no. you know. So I think making it as concrete as you can for
3: people mm-hmm. helps. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, thank you so much for talking with me, and thanks for the work that okay. you do.
5: Anything for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to learn more about Language Advocacy Day, legislative priorities, and what you can do to advocate for languages, visit languagepolicy.org.
3: Next week, we have Ali Muller with us in the studio. Dr. Muller is Edith S. Greer Distinguished Professor of Language Education at the University of Nebraska Lincoln. She will be on campus as part of our monthly LRC speaker series. All our speaker series events are live streamed, so please check out our website at lrc.cornell.edu for upcoming events.
2: You can join us for Ali's talk titled Pathways to Language and Intercultural Proficiency on March 2nd at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, either in person here in Stimson Hall or online via Zoom. And, of course, you can listen to next week's episode online. Until then, auf Wiederhören! The Language Resource Center is located on the ground floor of Stimson Hall on Cornell's
1: main campus in Ithaca, New York. Check us out on the web at lrc.cornell.edu, or look for Cornell LRC on Facebook and Twitter.
3: Speaking of Language is produced by Angelica Kramer and Sam Lupowitz.
1: Recorded by Sam Lupowitz. Original music by Sam Lupowitz, Dan Gable, and Joe Gibson.
3: Thanks also to the College of Arts and Sciences at Cornell University.
2: As a reminder, the ideas and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of the College of Arts and Sciences or any other official entity of Cornell University.
1: We thank our listeners and do stay tuned for our next episode.